Welcome to the Old Chick Snowship Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Arthurton. This podcast is dedicated to helping midlife women step into the inherent power and wisdom of a time of life when they often feel overlooked and underrepresented and even begin to doubt themselves. Each week, we will cover information and inspirational topics along with real stories from real women who are defying cultural stereotypes and perceptions of midlife. Women who are reinventing themselves, starting businesses, chasing their dreams, and tackling challenges they never thought possible. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Old Chick Snowship podcast. This is going to be a really juicy conversation because today we're going to be talking about how to basically stop being unconscious in your life and going through the motions and how to take conscious steps towards creating a life that fulfills you. And my guest today is Michelle Blood, who was a successful singer and songwriter in Australia. And after a near fatal car accident, while in hospital with many serious injuries, she created positive affirmation songs, which not only healed her body, but took her to worldwide success with millions of people downloading her affirmation songs that cover healing, success, money, joy, confidence, and just basically uplifting people. So like, how incredible is that? I I'm so interested to dig into how you got to this work because I love the stories behind it. But the other thing that she does is she has created Magnet to Success products and seminars, which are available worldwide. And you've been holding hold events in like over 26 countries. You've written over 80 books, music CDs, audio programs, TV shows. You've worked with some of my favorite personal development people like Wayne Dyer and Bob Proctor, my absolute favorite, uh, Jack Canfield, Deepak Chopra. I mean, what a resume. Like, that's incredible. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm really, really happy to be here. I mean, just, it's the perfect place to be. Old chicks know shit. They sure do. <laughs> they sure do, don't they? I would love to kind of jump into how you came to write these songs. Obviously, you know, there was, a, you know, a, a tragic incident that happened, but like, how did these songs come out of you? Because most people after a car accident, don't lie in bed, write songs that heal people. Like, how did you get into this work? I would love to know the story behind it. Well, I had a near fatal car accident on our way home in a truck on our way home from, not home, uh, from Brisbane to Sydney, which is a long, long drive, 13, 14 hours. And the truck driver fell asleep at oh. the wheel. And as the passenger, we'd just finished doing, you know, like huge gigs, the musical equipment went into me. Now, the reason I was in the truck was because I didn't know this particular truck driver. And back then we didn't have internet to check on people. And I wanted to make sure all our equipment got to the gig, got to the next gig. Right. That's why I I decided I went straight off stage at like two o'clock in the morning in Brisbane to get into the truck and go. And but he fell asleep at the wheel. It was winter. He was he had the heater on and he fell asleep. So to make a long story short, they didn't think I'd survive for the first couple of months. That was a miracle in itself. But what happened was I had fans and different people sending me what they thought would be inspirational stuff. And I'd never needed anything like that because I was the lead singer of this rock band, one of the main songwriters. I managed the band. I got us our record label. I mean, I was absolutely on purpose and very, very driven. And, you know, we got to be very, very popular. And then this happened, you know. So I'm not just in physical agony, but I'm also like, wow, if I could move, I would totally kill myself because what have I got to live for if I can't do all my crazy stunts on stage every night with the guys, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm you know, entertainment full on. I was a full on entertainer, not just a singer. Anyway, so someone put on a tape, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm. And I'd never heard of any of these sort of people because that's not even in my trajectory or my peripheral, <laughs> nothing. Because <laughs> right. I'm, in, I'm in the rock world, right? Music world. It's all right. about everything, writing songs, doing all that. Anyway, and so I didn't really get into the book, but I couldn't turn it off because I couldn't move. <laughs> <laughs> Held captive. (laughs) Yeah, held captive. But what happened, Jennifer, was Napoleon Hill was talking about his baby boy was born completely 100% deaf. And he would do these affirmations, these auto-suggestion into his little boy's, you know, crib every night and say, you can hear perfectly. He just did all these amazing, you know, auto-suggestion 
And the little boy ended up getting 30% of his hearing, went to a normal hearing school, went on to become extremely successful in the hearing aid industry and really pushed through to make sure that everything that could possibly be done for deaf kids or deaf people could be done. And he, and it was because of Napoleon Hill's son that the hearing aid industry went on to great success oh, helping wow. people. But there was something within me that just I'd never heard of affirmations, auto-suggestion, but I knew I had in my life willed myself to have, make things happen. And I guess I, I realised I had sort of done affirmations. That is going to happen for sure. I can see myself just like an athlete does it. I can see myself in front of the stage of millions of people. I can, you know, I can see the record labels and, the, and all those sort of things would happen. So I said, okay, well, I can will myself to be healed. I'm going to do an affirmation. So I did, I am healed. I know I am. I love myself. I am my friend. And the thing with affirmations and all the people that have ever taught affirmations, which is all the big daddies and ladies, self-help work, say so you have to emotionalize it. If you don't emotionalize it, the doubting mind will spit it out and it's got to go into the treasury of your subconscious mind for it to tell your body or tell, you know, what it is, your consciousness, your higher self, what it is you want to attract into your life or what it is that you want to heal. And so I kept saying, I am healed because I wasn't. I know I am. I didn't. I love myself. I didn't. I am my friend. I wasn't. So I had the perfect affirmation song because they were all lies. <laughs> <laughs> Right. But I stopped doing them after two weeks, Jennifer, because my doubting mind would not allow myself to believe it. Mm -hmm. The doctors come in and tell you stuff, you're in traction, you're waiting for the next operation, the next one. So it didn't work. But then about two weeks later, I had such a spiritual Satori aha moment, like a full on, it was just full on. You're a singer songwriter. You've even done stuff for jingles for advertising agencies. You cannot get a song out of your head if you listen to it. It goes straight into your subconscious mind. That's why mm. advertising spent billions, not millions, a year yeah. on songs for right. their, their product. You have, even if you never want to drive a Toyota, you'll be singing the Toyota song. Right. <laughs> and so I sang it. I had a little cassette player and I just started singing I am healed, I know I am. I love myself, I am my friend. Over and over and over again, a cappella, just lying in the hospital. Listen, I kept listening to that over and over again and my body became healed. The doctors thought it was miraculous. I had no intention of recording affirmation songs for the public because, I mean, I was a rock singer. That wasn't cool. I didn't think that would wow. be here. But it ended up promoters were coming because so many TV stations and magazines were interviewing me afterwards about my miraculous healing. And they said, well, go on, you know, write some more and record them. And they wanted me to go on tour with all of these people like Bob Proctor and all these people singing in between and talking about, you know, my experience because they thought that that would bring in a younger crowd because they mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Australians knew who I was. So that's how it happened. It was never intended for the success that it has and how it's changed the lives of multi-millions of people all over the world, these songs. We've, I've even got Dr. Chopra said, why don't you do one for little babies, for children? So I've even got one called I Can Do It Self-Esteem Songs for Kids with, you know, little baby animals speaking beforehand and singing along with me, explaining to the little kitties you know, where they're from in the world and if they're an endangered species, what they eat, all this different stuff. It's a beautiful little album. So that's how it all began. <laughs> that is so fascinating because like the whole idea, like what you were just talking about, you know, when you hear a jingle, and I was thinking about this, this is so funny you mentioned it because like literally two days ago, I was going for a walk and this song popped into my head that was from a commercial that might've been 25 or 30 years ago. And I was like, isn't it strange how we just remember <laughs> these things? Like the repetition, right? Because I saw that commercial and it had this like, you know, lovely little tune, but I never would have connected that with the whole idea of affirmations allowing that. Like, I didn't even know if you had asked me if I knew the jingle for that product, I'd probably be like, no, I don't know, but it was in there and it just kind of came to the surface. So that's brilliant. Yeah. So I toured with lots of famous people that I'd never met. I mean, to the extent 
I'm in Adelaide, Australia, doing this first gig going around with Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, Tony Alessandra, and Stuart Wilde. Stuart Wilde was the only one I'd heard of. I actually, a book, one of his books fell on top of my head once when I was in a bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> fell on top of me. And he's this cockney guy. He, he's left the body now, but I just loved his irreverence. You know, I just, being from a, a rock singer all my life, I, I couldn't stand anything that was like, oh, I am a saint. I'm so peaceful and lovely. You know, I, I wanted someone who was real who talked about right, this right. mystical, metaphysical stuff, but it was real. And he was so irreverent and so funny. And so I said yes to going on this tour. Besides, they were paying me so much money. I'd never seen so much money to do this. And the first gig, there's 3,500 people. It's a daytime thing. What are they doing? Paying 350 bucks to come and hear these speakers. I'm backstage and Deepak was there. I didn't know who he was. And I said, so you're one of the speakers? He said, uh, yes. And I said, oh, hi, Michelle, how are you? And he's like, oh, good, Deepak Chopra. I went, oh, cool. And he said, you really <laughs> have never heard of me? <laughs> and I said, "And I said, no, really. He said, well, how did you get to be doing this? And I told him a little bit of the story. And he's like, that's fascinating. So touring with them, they were all raving. They said, you get the audiences up on stage. And we had like a big screen with, the, you know, very simple lyrics. But they were all very well recorded affirmation songs. So I'd written about 20 at that stage and recorded them and, mm -hmm. you know, sell them at the back of the room. <laughs> I'd never known about stuff like that. If I'd have known about that, I would have done that with our band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, those events, self-development, know how to market stuff. It's so clever. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the thing that really got it going was when I worked with Bob Proctor. Mm -hmm. Now, the promoters said, you know, told me a little bit about him and gave me a couple of videos to watch. And they said, and I said, oh, he's, he, he sounds pretty cool. Like he doesn't look sort of hip, but he's sounds like a pretty hip guy, you know. <laughs> and I like the way he's teaching about the subconscious mind because, you know, with the affirmation music, it's like the left side of the brain takes in all the lyrics, the affirmations, the right side, the music. So that's why it goes straight into the subconscious mind. So right. when I first worked with Bob, he came backstage and he said during the break in the evening and he said, I did not want you to be singing. He said, however, and I'm like, good on you, mate. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts laughing and, and, and I'm already laughing. And he said, but this is brilliant. He said, I've never, ever, why has no one ever done this before? We teach about this all the time. You don't have to emotionalize the affirmations anymore. He said, I want you to work with me all over the world. And him and his wife, Linda, did just that. And I ended up working with him for seven years straight. I ended up running his business for him while I still had a band in Asia, Kuala Lumpur. Wow. And he, he started writing lyrics with me for the music as well. And we started creating all of these great audio programs, new paradigms. I mean, just so many things, Magnet to Money book through the Sea of Unlimited Consciousness, so many things. And I got to tell you, this man who left the body last year, we were so similar in energy because I always had full on energy and wanted to get stuff done. And so he ended up flying me everywhere that he did events. Every time he did an event in America, you know, yeah. eventually, eventually I ended up going on a different trip. But during those few years of working with all these amazing people and meeting them, you know, not all of them were congruent with their message, but he definitely was. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's something that's really important to me that when you work, because mm. it's like I'm touring with all these boys in my band, right? Then I'm touring with all the boys that are best selling authors. It's so funny. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. It's hysterical, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So the work that you do now, like this whole magnet to success, you know, that starts with learning that music and lyrics can actually literally impact your subconscious and create things in your life that you wouldn't think possible. Like that still, I think is a, as much as it's out there. And I mean, I like, I devour Bob Proctor's work. I loved him so much. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's still, I mean, I wish I could have met him. He actually didn't live far from me here in Canada. <laughs> yeah, he actually lives on Proctor Road. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. And it's actually not that far <laughs> from me. In fact, I was listening to one of his books on a walk one day and I was like, I need to like just go to his house and knock on the door and tell him how much he has literally changed my brain <laughs> just doing this. But but this whole idea that you can create amazing things in your life using the power of your subconscious, as much as it's talked about and it's in the personal development world, people still haven't actually downloaded that, if you will, or like will actively pursue it because there's there's that thing that blocks us that this isn't possible, right? That new paradigm is not available to me. Maybe it's available to other people. Like, so how does your work get people kind of around that? Well, let me explain for your viewers, because I know that you know, yeah. <laughs> a very simple way to explain this. Now, since The Secret came out and I was going to go on it, Bob said to Rhonda, have Michelle on it. And she said, no, she's a small blonde Australian, no. <laughs> We've already got me doing that. Anyway, but I ended up working with her director really closely, getting a lot of different things done. So that was fun. But anyway, just to explain, I found I had this heart glow because when your oscillation, your frequency comes up, let's use this as an analogy, this diamond. Now, this diamond has a stamp on it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yes, Angel. <laughs> Little cat's going, Meow, I concur. Anyway, this diamond, let's look at this as your higher self, your pure consciousness, your divine presence, your immortal consciousness. Everyone has this. Your body is being animated just like the movie Avatar by this consciousness that goes lifetime after lifetime until you become awakened. And so what happens is every time you have an experience that's emotional, that's an emotional experience, it starts clogging up the, your divine presence. And people get frustrated, Jennifer, and I know they do, because they do not understand why they are doing all the exercises the teachers have told them to do. Maybe they think, you know, I trust in this teacher. He or she sounds like, and they've had, you know, they have had the results. Why am I following their teachings and I'm not getting the results? And then they start doubt, you know, feeling like it's all, all a load of, you know, BS, but it's because the diamond is clogged. We all have this frequency, which has now been proven back when Bob and I used to do all this work together. Neuroscientists hadn't proven any of this stuff, mm -hmm. but now they have. I've got many, right. many scientific studies on my website for people that are naysayers. Check out. I don't think John Hopkins would or Berkeley would say this is about the music. This was what happened with affirmations unless it was true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's been proven. Yeah. This is how the brain lights up when people go into deep samadhi and meditation. Anyway, so my frequency was becoming very, very fast because of doing this at all these big events and teaching this and singing and having all these thousands of people singing these affirmations. My oscillation was so fast it was like things were just instantly happening before I even had a chance to even think of them. I would just say, thank you for my beautiful life. And <laughs> but I wanted to go deeper, Jennifer, because I started feeling this heart glow. And I said to Bob, I think I need to find someone who knows God. An enlightened teacher, he said, that's what you want. And I said, yeah, I want to, I want to find out what this is that I'm feeling and these spiritual experiences I'm having. And so he said, well, start looking. So I did. I 14 years, I looked all over the world. I went to Japan so many times, different places. And I was expecting a man, bald, Asian, long gray right. hair or something, you know. Uh, but after 14 years, I found a teacher in America. She was 10 years younger than me and she was fully enlightened. And oh, cool. I went off the grid for 10 years and just studied with her until I became awakened. And so getting back to the diamond to explain to people this is actually what I have seen. It's been downloaded. I know how to teach this. And when the light is being transmitted to you from an enlightened teacher, it helps to burn away. Anytime you are with someone who is oscillating at a faster vibration than you, you feel good afterwards and you don't know why because you can feel that energy sizzling <laughs> from them. And so when that happens, you feel better when you, you left that person because when you're in that frequency, you end up, your frequency comes up just being in the presence of that particular teacher or that energy. It can be just a room you've walked into where someone was enlightened that was in there before. And, you know, it's very rare. 
as I said, it took me 14 years to find an enlightened teacher. It's very rare to find one that even teaches. I did find two, but they didn't teach. <laughs> mm. Oh, okay. So as this becomes clearer and as you get into meditation and you start thinking about what you can do for others, there are so many things that I teach people that reboots, literally reboots their life and it makes them extraordinary and they realize they are becoming extraordinary and they can see possibilities and things they never saw before and i'm talking about people that were down in the dumps that were living in their cars crap that happened to them in the last few years especially since the lockdown that are now soaring soaring they become part of the mysticalexperience.com. It's a website where people become a member and we have these Zooms and I do prayers and blessings and teach them how to meditate and all of different, and we mastermind if they require something to help them make more money or we just give them money. <laughs> I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. We've got doctors, lawyers, dentists, homemakers, musicians, many people that don't even speak English come on these uh, events that really change people's lives. And as I said before, we have a lot of women over 40, over 50, over 60, who has had a life, they were down and they didn't know what to do, particularly with the lockdown. And, you know, mm -hmm. there was a grandmother that was living with her daughter and she couldn't get along with the daughter and all these different things. And it is not challenging to make 360 degree change in your life using this light, using to do whatever you can to clean that diamond. And there are so many methods that I teach people to do this that I call KISS. Keep it simple and spiritual. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Because right. if, you, if you're doing something and it, someone's teaching you to do something and they're saying, I'm the only one who can do it and it's, you know, you've got to go deeply into it. You've got to pass all these exams before you can even come to get the light transmission. Run away fast. They're trying right. to sell you something. Run away. Anything spiritual and everything has been created from a snowflakes to everything perfectly by the divine, absolutely perfectly, including us. Right. So it's only the doubt and the old paradigm, the old thinking that has to be released. Yeah. Then you don't think about the past, you don't project into the future. And there are many, many simple things that you can do to assist yourself. Right. So like what somebody's listening, what like is off the top of your head, just kind of one simple thing that you can do to kind of change your vibration or change your frequency? <laughs> well, one of the things that you can do is start, I mean, they call it mindfulness now, but it's sort of like this, like even when Bob Proctor and I did new paradigms, everyone said, don't call it new paradigms. No one knows what that is. Even when I had affirmation power, they said, don't call it affirmation power. No one knows what that is. And Bob said they will after what we've, what we've, right. when, we've finished, when we've finished with them. <laughs> so number one, okay, I'm going to give you guys a lot of free stuff today because I think Jennifer's audience deserves it and I love women. I think women are amazing creatures and women are more inclined to be able to have change and become enlightened because they have the capacity to love in a different type of vibration. Now we have 30% men that are members that are all different ages from different nationalities and professions, but women are very susceptible to change and because they can feel more. Mm -hmm. Now that yeah. one end of the spectrum is you feel more. <laughs> and then <laughs> and the you feel more. The, yeah, the other end of the spectrum is you can change because of that, because of that feeling nature yeah. that we have that we're open. We're right. open, we're, we're very, compassionate. We don't like to see anyone suffering. We're mothers. We're all mothers, no matter if you've got children or not. It's within right. us right. to right. mother, divine mother. And so one of the things the girls can do is listen, just listen to the music. You're going to get a lot of stuff for free today. Just listen to it. You don't have to even sing along to it. It will change your paradigm because it's going to go into the treasury of your subconscious mind. And I've got over 400 songs on every topic under the moon under the mm. sun and beyond. <laughs> Stop complaining. When you hear mm. yourself complaining, Powerful. that is a red flag, ladies. It's a red flag. That means you are in deep fear right. because when we complain about people, we feel bad later. 
People don't like to say negative things about people, but when we are in fear, that complaint is masking, like putting icing on an unbaked cake, yuck. <laughs> Only the kiddies like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So when you're complaining, you're in fear and you're masking that fear with complaining about something or someone outside of yourself so that you don't go inward and really start feeling that panic and anxiety of whatever that thing is. Stop immediately. If you're about to complain about someone or something, stop and say, I've got nothing to complain about. Yeah. Even if logic says you do have something to complain about, stop, stop. Yeah. And just say to yourself, what am I afraid of losing that I now have? Or what am I afraid of not getting that I want? What is the fear? Once you recognize what that fear is, and that is true mindfulness, being aware, as soon as you're aware of what it is, yeah. it, it dissipates and yeah. you start feeling better. So if yeah. you can for 21 days stop complaining, your life will change so radically because you will be taking responsibility for your own feelings and for your own life and another thing that you could do is every day of your life do something to make someone else happy. I don't care right. as long as it's anonymous. It's got to be anonymous. Don't tell anyone about all the good stuff you do. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, those are two incredibly powerful things. I mean, I think we all underestimate the power of words against other people, but also against ourselves. You know, every time we put ourselves down, right, or say that I'm not capable or whatever, and then, you know, the idea of doing something nice for somebody else, raising your vibration, right? So the idea that you're talking about and just kind of rephrasing, paraphrasing for the listeners is the higher your vibration, the more likely you are to be able to attract the things that you want in your life, whether it be money, success, career, whatever it might be, right? And every time we complain or every time, you know, we put ourselves down, we actually like lower ourselves. And so we've just taken a step backwards from the thing that it is that we want. Did I summarize that correctly? Perfectly. Pink Floyd okay. did as well. You put another brick in the wall. Right, right, <laughs> right. You are building up because you, you know, that old saying from the Bible, actually, you know, what you are seeking is seeking you. Love that. So that means you're resonating at a certain frequency. And if what it is that you want to attract into your life is resonating there, well, it's just common sense. You've got to raise your vibration by doing visualization techniques, making mm -hmm. other people happy, loving every ounce of your body. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Knowing, pouring love you know, on everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Really. It's just every day just to say, oh, thank you for my beautiful life. Now, what does a beautiful life look like to you? Write it down as if it's already yes. happened. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, I'm so, and always when you write down what it is that you would like to experience, always write down things that are actually in your experience mm -hmm. so that the subconscious mind can't differentiate between what hasn't happened yet and what has happened. Right. That makes a huge difference. And another little thing you can do, which is so much fun, get a little pile of sticky notes and write awesome things. Oh, man, my prosperity just rose. Oh, I just found $1,000 in my pocket. I love myself. I always remember to be grateful, you know, and put them in books and overcoats. And, and as the year goes on, you'll just forget about them. And then you'll, there'll be, oh, a, that's little, fun. There'll be a little tape that'll be just saying, you're awesome. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And another thing that you can do is we've worked for two years, put a huge amount of time and money into an app. So it's mm. all done for you called Magnet to Money app magnettomoneyapp.com. It has eight-minute morning meditations for you to listen to, every one a different day. It's got so many affirmations for you to listen to while you're driving or whatever. It's got a, a deep sleep program, visualizations. It is an extraordinary app. It's even got notifications. So you don't even have to remember to listen to the Magnet to Money song or, or some of the affirmations. It just ends up ringing out. You can use it as a ringtone. One of my students She's a truck driver and she said she went into a bank in um, Houston the other day and it was really quiet in the bank 
and her ringtone came on, I'm a magnet to money. She's in the bank <laughs> and everyone is just looking at her. And they went, oh, my God, what an awesome ringtone. Where'd you get that from? Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's so funny, yeah, especially in the bank of all places. Right? Yeah. She said, I thought I had it on silent and I forgot to put it on silent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's so good. So talk to me a little bit about divine purpose, because I know you talk about that. So this idea, and especially this happens for us as, you know, midlife women, we get to this place where it's like, we've been doing everything for everybody, you know, and then we get to this place where we're like, I can keep living this way. Like, I want to do what's important to me. And like, what's my purpose? Like, what, you know, how do I find fulfillment? Right? Talk to me a little bit about that. Hey there, just a quick break in the conversation to share some important information from one of the companies that support this show. Ladies, you're going to want to check out hemplily.com, especially if you have symptoms of perimenopause and menopause like insomnia or hot flashes. Hemply offers an alternative wellness product that can help you stay asleep at night, relax away stress and anxiety, soothe achy body parts, as well as reduce hot flashes and night sweats. I've been using CBD and hemp products for my unending menopause symptoms for years. I mean, are the hot flashes and night sweats ever going to end? And honestly, they've been a game changer for me. No more waking up a thousand times every night. They help me stay asleep and wake up feeling refreshed. And what I love most about Hemp Lily is that if you're not sure which product will work best for you, you can simply give them a call. They offer free consultations before, during, and after your purchase so you get the relief you need, backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So go to hemplily.com today and use the code CHICKS, C-H-I-C-K-S, at checkout for 25% off your entire order and free shipping anywhere in the United States. Now, you all know that I love a great reinvention story and also supporting women-run businesses. Hemplily's founder, Terry Yuzon, had fibromyalgia, and she refused to believe that taking prescriptions for the rest of her life was the only answer. Along her journey to restoring her health, she discovered that hemp was the answer for many other issues, along with menopause symptoms. And so she created Hemp Lily to share this knowledge with you. More and more women are now using hemp CBD to manage the daily symptoms that stand in the way of creating their best next chapter. Hemp Lily brings you top quality products so that you can feel great and live your best life. So if you seek calm and productive days, a pain-free body, improved memory and focus, restless nights, and less symptoms of menopause, head over to hemplily.com. That's H-E-M-P-L-I-L-Y.com and enter the code CHICKS to save 25% off your entire order. Now let's get back to the conversation. Perfect question because the big picture... (laughs) I'm going to go really big now, really deep. Is that okay? Yeah, do it. (laughs) The purpose for every single soul on this planet and the reason that they even came here that you don't remember is to become awakened, Hmm. for you to become awakened, for your diamond to become clear. And it's not about what you do. It's your attitude with what you do because as your vibration Mm -hmm. becomes faster, you will see opportunities that don't, and you will see, you'll feel it, different things. I'll give you an example. This is a great example. A student from New Zealand, she 300 pounds or more in weight, an accountant, 48 at the time, hated her work. And, you know, she said, and I was there live in New Zealand. And she said, Michelle, you say I can find my purpose and find happiness she said but I'm so unhappy I hate my life I'm overweight and she said what can I do and I said well what it is is there anything you've ever wanted to do but you just never did just think about it she says oh I can tell you straight away I wanted to play piano but my mum and dad said we couldn't afford lessons and and you know they're accountants so I became an accountant and I said well that urge for you to play piano you still got that fire in you I can see it when you're saying it and she said, I don't know why. And I, I knew immediately it was from a past life where she'd done it before. Mozart didn't write full-on sonatas at three and a half because, yeah. you know, he did it in a past life using that divine presence. Anyway, so I said to her, I met afterwards with her, and I said, this is what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to throw out your television set and I want you to, you know, no more pizzas and to-go food or anything. I want you to 
get piano lessons twice a week and every night where you used to just sit in front of the television set and be unhappy, you're going to practice piano. Three years later, she's in Sydney. She's moved from Auckland. She's in Sydney. She's down to 150 pounds and she's the she's a piano player on a beautiful grand piano at the Four Seasons, which at that time was called the Regent in Sydney, as, you know, in the lobby. <laughs> cool. And so I was so happy for her, but she did it. I gave her advice on what to do. Another friend was $500,000 in credit card debt, and she was like 58 at the time. And she said, you know, I don't know what to do, Michelle. And I said, I want you to start meditating, and I want you to start tithing as well. She said, how can I tithe when I'm in so much debt? I said, you'd be surprised. You give even just $5 a week to, to the Salvation Army or something. I said, I don't care what it is. You've got to get into prosperity thinking again. And just I told her to visualize and see herself happy. And I gave her a few other little pointers to do to learn how to meditate. And six months later, a relative that she'd never met died and left her exactly $500,000. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. And so then she went, she left the guy that she'd been living with for years and she'd been wanting to, but she didn't think she could afford to. She met this other guy within three months. They've now been married for 15 years and she's got a whole new career and she adores her life. And I mean, I I could just go, I mean, I've got videos upon videos upon videos of students of mine, but I could go on forever with the the most amazing things that have happened to these people, you know? Well, I think the thing is, and you know, and you alluded to this, is this notion of like following your bliss or following your joy or that little like little voice that you have inside you that is, you know, wanting you to do something, right? And then, but then you talk yourself out of it, right? Like I remember at the end of my corporate career, I would be, find myself in boardrooms and I would be looking around, like not even half listening to what's going on, going, is this it? Like there is something more. And then I would be like, okay, shut up and get back to work here, right? Like I would, because it was like all, it was all I knew, right? And But this little voice wouldn't go away, right? And I still, even when I left, I'm like, I still didn't know what to do, but I knew there was something else. And it's that like, you know, trying to step forward, like trying to trust that part of you that has this little niggling, this little longing, because when you tap into it, right, you start like activating your joy. Like you said, you had, you know, a heart glow, right? And the frequency, the vibration of that is hugely, I mean, it's huge, right? It right. Is. So Yeah. So learning to kind of trust that part of you, that little unseen, unheard part of most of us, right? And follow it along, you know, like, like that piano example was a perfect one, right? Like incredible things happened in her life because she followed this thing that she wanted. Like, and learning to trust that I think is probably where most of us get tripped up, Right. Yeah, people don't understand. We have these teachers that are saying, follow your passion. Don't follow your passion. That's ego. That mm-hmm. will take you down the road. Oh, interesting. Intuition is you're attuned to your higher self in a moment and it's very quiet. It's not actually words. However, it has happened to me occasionally where it's words, but it's just a very, very gentle thing. It's got nothing to do with making money, opportunities being famous, having people love you or like you. It's got nothing to do with any of that because intuition is your higher self and your higher self doesn't belong in this Maya, this world that isn't real, which now scientists have proven we are actually not even real. And the black hole is in a black hole. There's amazing, amazing (laughs) stuff that's been done. New York Times just did an amazing article about it two months ago. But anyway, you know, we're a hologram. It's been proven. We feel like we're solid, but it's all energy moving. Everything is possible for you. As your vibration, you don't know what you want, it doesn't matter. As your vibration gets up higher and higher, as long as you keep affirming, thank you for my beautiful life. Thank you for Mm -hmm. my beautiful life. The right, I don't care if someone's in 5,000 miles away, that person will come to you because you resonate and they will offer you an opportunity or something will just fall in your lap like Stuart Wilde's book fell on my head. (laughs) Right. And it it will just be the thing. I mean, I remember once I was driving in Sydney and after my car accident and I was like, what can I, I want to do this next thing. I'm not sure what that is to do. Will I go on this, you know, leave Australia and travel the world with Bob Proctor and his wife and do all this different, what will I do? Or should I stay with my band? 
and I just saw this big sign and I don't even know what product that was selling it, but it just said, you can do it. And I went, okay, I can do it. Because I was feeling guilty about and responsible for my band that had been with me for years and their wives were so annoyed. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was going to leave, you know, but I, I stayed with them for six months to do the right thing. But you have to, you can't do things to make other people happy. That is not our responsibility. Of course, we can do things to make other people happy, but not if it's to the detriment mm-hmm. of our happiness. Mm-hmm. That is not the way the world works. You don't want to be a victim. Women can become victims very, very quickly because they give so much. And yeah. it's so important, yes, to give. But to let it be free-flowing giving, if it feels like, oh, I've got to do that, but I don't want to do it, don't do it because it will make you sick in the end. Don't do things that are going to make you feel sick. Do whatever you can. The only people you're really responsible to are your animals and your children and your garden. Look after Mm -hmm. your garden. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone is their own soul. You're not responsible for your siblings. They're right. a, usually a completely different soul type. They just came through the same Stargate. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Called your mom. laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's interesting because like I know like on my journey, for example, you know, when I was like, I had no idea what was next and I would literally go by what felt right to me, like what I just felt called to at that particular moment. And at first it was like, these tiny little walks because I was so burnt out at the time I could barely even walk for 10 minutes but I would walk to like this park and sometimes I would just literally sit under a tree and that was that was the only thing I knew in that moment that felt right for me and then it was like oh right and then I was like but I'm not a writer and I'd be like okay well I'm just gonna write some things right and I just kept like following like breadcrumbs of things that felt right and the things got bigger and bigger like led to this podcast led to you know all kinds of things right speaking on stages which now like is lights me up like nothing I have ever done in my life. But I didn't like if you had said to me eight years ago, seven years ago, oh, you know, you're going to be a speaker on stage. I'd been like, yeah, no, 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 no. That is not happening. Right. But it was just that that following like the crumbs, I guess, what I call the crumbs of joy. (laughs) And then that just felt right in that particular moment without regard for how it was going to go forward, like what it was going to look like, because that's where I would have retreated. Right. Like, (laughs) But like just allowing ourselves to like, like you were just talking to, to kind of tune into this, this little inner knowing, right? And then taking action on it, right? Like taking the right steps. You've definitely said the right words there, action. You know, was the first song I ever wrote for one of Bob Proctor's tapes was action. You know, with action, you'll make it happen. There are so many amazing things out there. You've got to invest in yourself, even if it's just a a CD or MP3, look how old I am. (laughs) (laughs) And just listen, listen to people who have done it. There are Mm. so many people that have followed. I mean, (laughs) I've been plagiarized so many times and so has Bob. And Bob was like, I remember once we went, we were in Singapore and these people were right outside a seminar room with a table full of our books and products in different languages. Oh. And, and Bob and I just cracked up and I said, I have not commissioned you to be in Cantonese yet. And he said, look, it doesn't matter. He said, we don't care. As long as that positive message is getting out there, I just hope they did a good translation. And that taught me a lot. It's like people get so into, that's mine, that's mine, you can't use that, how dare you use that? And I say to people all over the world, play my music, use it on stage, and they do. You know, do whatever you want with my music, you know, because it's something that I want the world to get and they have been getting it. (laughs) And it is such a wonderful feeling to live your life and be free. But always, always listening to what it is that you, not what you don't want, never focus on what you don't want. Just write down what it is you would like to experience as if you experienced it. Listen, don't go to people, you don't go to a piano teacher who doesn't know how to play piano. So don't go to teachers who are teaching about enlightenment unless they're enlightened. Don't go to teachers who are teaching about success if they're broke. I mean, it's just, you've got to do what you're going to do. It's different if you go to a teacher who may not have made it financially yet, but they have been able to create change in their life and they've done a really good job at it. That's different. That's a different scenario. And stop feeling guilty about things. You know, Mm. um, don't have attachment to things. The only thing that should have an attachment is a vacuum cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. 
<laughs> yeah, that is a good one. Well, I mean, you know, and you've referenced this a couple of times, like the whole idea of visualization, like, you know, we have forgotten how to dream. Like, you know, we did it as kids and then somebody said, get back to reality. And then we completely forgot how to do it. And so we come to this stage of life where we're like, okay, I need something next. And we have forgotten that, oh, we could dream about it. Like, what is it that I want? What would feel good to me? Like, what would I like to do? And just like throw these little things out in the air, like into the universe and see what happens, right? But creating that, I always call it, it's like trying to drive your car without, you know, to a destination without a GPS, right? It's like, well, you could turn left, you could turn right, but eventually you're just going to, like, if you don't know where you're going, you're just going to get confused and you're going to stop which is what happens for most of us. So it's like creating that visualization is giving us a target, a place to go, you know, allowing yeah, it to and, shift and grow. Yeah. And your subconscious doesn't know the difference between just a visualization map. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was so thin after my car accident, I was down to about 80 pounds oh. soaking wet. And so I just put my face on Kylie Minogue's who I knew. Australian singer because that was what yeah. my body looked like because I'm petite like her looked like before my car accident and then I managed to start putting on some weight and exercising again and you know doing all those things to be able to do my crazy stunts on stage which I still do by the way good for you <laughs> anyway I'll give you an example there's this big there's a cushion okay and someone gave me a gift of one of my Siamese cats on this cushion so its head looked enormous my other cat the other Siamese cat just froze, big tail, <gasps> thought it was like a real big cat in front of it. It didn't know the difference, even though it's a flat surface. And that's the same with our minds. We don't know the difference between. So if you keep visualizing it, if you, when you do a visual board, I highly recommend you put something in there that you love or something spiritual. If you love Yogananda Ji, like I do, you know, who wrote Autobiography of a Yogi. Yep, if you love yep. Jesus the Christ, put pictures and Om signs and spiritual things always adding thank you. Not even gratitude. The word gratitude is not used much in the English language. We don't say, I give you great gratitude for making this cup of tea for me. We just go, thanks. <laughs> right. You know, thanks. Thank you. Right. So it's thank you for my beautiful life. Thank you for my beautiful home. Thank you for my beautiful health. Just a thank you, thank you, thank you. Just <laughs> and Things will begin to come into your life. Even if you don't know what it is you want, you can say, I give thanks that everything that is required to give me happiness and enlightenment and prosperity is now my experience. Make it into a song. Listen to the prosperity songs. Listen, just, they're so outrageously irreverent. You know, mm. I'm a magnet to money. Money, money loves me. <laughs> right. Nothing to do with ego. It's to get, it's a psychological click because it's so ridiculous. People feel weird. People would rather talk about their sex lives than money. <laughs> True that. So having such an irreverent song like Money Loves Me, it opens your consciousness up to accepting that because it's so outrageous. It feels almost like, you know, against religion or something. You know? <laughs> and what I love about it, though, is it, it's so easy. Like, it's so like, it's light, it's easy, it's airy, it's fun, right? Where, and I think for so many of us, like when you get into, and I, I do not like this word manifestation. I mean, I get it. I know what it is, but I like the way that it's used because we put so much effort into the trying part, right? And we make it complicated. And I need to do this every day. And I need to do that every day. And then, you know, you have a morning routine that's now like two hours long, because I have to do all of these things in order to be <laughs> to manifest, right? Whereas like, you can sing along to a jingle, like, that just sounds like fun. And I think that in itself is just like raising vibration. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm doing weekend workshops that I had not done before, to really get people to understand what manifestation really is. And if anyone wants to ever know about that, manifestationnews.com. Oh, that, manif okay, I'll put that in the show Or notes. is it manifestingnews.com? I'll have okay, to get Trevor to it. send it to you. Okay. I don't know which one it is. Because people don't understand what – just really quickly, everybody, we were talking about the diamond before. You don't manifest. The energy, the vibration of your higher self is what brings what you visualized into your experience. You don't do it. Don't say, I'm a great manifester. No, you're not. Get away from the ego. 
It is your higher self. Have reverence for that because that is something that is miraculous and mystical and beautiful and loves you unconditionally and is there for you in every moment. So when you learn the methods of speaking to that within you and opening your heart glow to that, miraculous healings and prosperity come into your life in ways because if we're doing it based on fear or lack or thinking we are the ones that have to do it, yeah, you spend two hours in the morning instead of just saying, thank you for my beautiful life. I'm going to get on with my life now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing. I think like we, you know, we try so hard, right? Like we're constantly trying and even just the energy of trying alone is repelling. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. The word try is just it's like if someone said to you, you have a, have a party, you're having a party or a book fair or something, I'll try to come. You know for a fact that person's not coming. It's not coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so true. What is it? Yoda says, no, there is no try. There's only do. <laughs> there's only do. Exactly. There is no try. Not at all. <laughs> exactly. Um, so for my listeners, so, you know, I'm in midlife. I'm like at this place where I'm like, okay. I am so stuck right now. I know I want something different. What is your piece of advice for them? How do I find that thing? How do I move forward? How do I? Stop looking for it. Stop looking for a thing or money or whatever it is. Become very, very, invite yourself to open your heart to the miraculous. Mm. And I'm going to give you a link, michelleblood.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E, B-L-O-O-D is my father's name. It's not a rock name. Michelleblood.com forward slash chicks. And okay. you are going You are going to receive the power of the Magic of Affirmation Power ebook. You're going to receive turbocharged goal setting and action planner by myself and Bob Proctor, some of the best-selling songs by myself and Bob Proctor, the Magnetic Creative Visualization Program, which is amazing, so many other things as well the power of meditation video training oh, and wow. also six week manifesting well not manifesting mis- deep mysticism to assist you to learn in very simple ways there's different things you can do each week to clean out your consciousness because when your life is cluttered or your wardrobe is cluttered your consciousness is cluttered so declutter your house first declutter out of the boot of your car make sure that's cleaned the trunk i mean yeah <laughs> and definitely for a cup of coffee for the price of a cup of coffee you can get the magnet to money app which has thousands of dollars worth of products all in one app for you to listen to for it to remind you you don't even have to do anything and two years we put into this app it is brilliant and you're going to absolutely love it it is an experience this app it makes you feel loved you've got this voice as you're sleeping, you just put on airplane plane mode, letting you know how loved you are, the power that is within you, how the divine is looking after you, how you're going to wake up tomorrow morning feeling amazing. And I mean, there's a dentist who is a student and dentists have one of the highest suicide rates in the world. For some yeah, I heard I, that. That's so bizarre yeah. to me. <laughs> and so he has been letting all his dentist friends know to listen to this every night. He said, because he has felt happier than he's ever felt in his life. He doesn't sort of go, oh God, another dirty mouth. (laughs) I have to peer into today. (laughs) So it really, it it really is something that my whole team have put our love and our energy into to make something very, very simple that anyone can utilize to change their lives. That's amazing. And I love the tip about the cleaning out your closet, the corners, the drawers, the things like that, where you have congestion, because if there's congestion outside you, there is congestion in you. (laughs) And the whole idea is is to clear space so that you can listen, right? Clean your wardrobe, clean your mind. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? That is so true. One day I was, this happened a little while ago. It was like, I had this big deadline and I was feeling really, really stressed about it. And like nothing was coming, nothing was flowing. And you know, it was like a Monday morning and I was like, 
I just felt really compelled to go and clean my closet, like just clean it out. And then I was like, what are you doing? Like, you should be working. You've got this, you know, deadline. Then I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to clean my closet. In the process of cleaning out my closet, A, every time I walk past my closet now, it makes me so happy because I look into it. But in the process of cleaning out my closet, the thing that I was stuck on like writing on creating, it literally came to me as I was like not focused on it. And I was just (laughs) making this space. And I'm like, it was such a direct, like such a direct link to that thing where I'm like, that's the last thing that you should be doing. You should be sitting in front of your computer, tap, 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 tap. But I knew I couldn't do it. I just knew it. I was like, okay, just go clean the closet, get it done, and then we'll come back. And it, it literally like the words fell into my head as I was folding sweaters and putting things away, like the whole thing came together. And then after it was got, got done, I went to my computer and spent about 15 minutes just like putting it on paper. Whereas I probably would have sat there getting more and more stressed for two hours instead of spending the two hours cleaning my closet. So I love that you say that. And I encourage anybody who is listening to this to look around your house. And if there's a junk drawer, if there's a corner of your room, if there is a closet that is cluttered, I think that's excellent advice is go there and do that before anything. And you'd be amazed. I met this lovely woman who used to be my Pilates teacher. And I, I've been doing Pilates for so many years now. I just do it on my own. I've got my own reformer in my home. Oh, nice. And her friend started, she always used to say to her, your home is immaculate. How can you keep it like this with little kitties running around? You know, because they'd known each other for years. And so at the age of, I think she was just turning 59 or 60, she started her own decluttering business. And she goes to homes and she's made more money now than she ever had. She'd retired from teaching. And teaching's not that much money anyway. And I mean, there's so many women out there that have started businesses decluttering. And if you're really a well-organized person and you know how to declutter, you hire one of these women, they don't charge much and it's worth every penny to say, okay, when's the last time you wore that? Okay, throw it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw it out. I might fit into it one day, throw it out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so true. That is so true. <laughs> Yeah, that's excellent advice. And we will make sure, thank you for all of those very generous gifts. We will make sure that all of that gets into the show notes. So anybody listening that has, this has piqued your curiosity in any way, whether you consider yourself to be woo or not woo or just woo curious, (laughs) please go check this out. And I'm going to definitely download the app. I'm very curious about it. (laughs) Yeah, just pick a place, like follow your intuition, pick a place and start there and see how it changes your life. So This has been an incredible conversation. Thank you so much, Michelle. Yeah, Jennifer, you're awesome. I really love that you're doing this for women. And I just want, with all of my heart, for everyone to, as I said before, your purpose is enlightenment, but there are certain gifts that you have that may not be awakened yet. And as you meditate and as your vibration comes up, those gifts that you and you alone have that are unique to you will blossom. They'll awaken. You will know them they will call your name. They will knock Mm -hmm. at the front door. They will become the FedEx guy of your dreams. (laughs) Wow. As you're talking, I have this thing called tears of truth. And when somebody says something that like just resonates as like deep, deep truth, like my uh, my eyes start to well up. It's like this unconscious thing. But as same as you, like my mission on this planet is to let Because as women, especially as women aging, we feel powerless, like we feel invisible and we are so much more powerful than we even know. So whatever tools and resources that I can share, like the work that you do, that lets people take their power back and create lives that light them up so that you can have the next 30 or 40 years of your life being the most incredible chapters yet. Like that's what I want for myself. And that's what I want for every woman who finds herself, you know, feeling overlooked, invisible, you know, on that like downhill slope to old age oblivion crap that they try to feed us in the media, right? It's just simply not true. We have this innate power. We have this innate wisdom that, you know, we just have to learn. Like we just haven't been taught how to access. And which is so beautiful, the work that you do is basically giving people that access to what they already have. 100%. Beautifully oh. said. Oh, I love that. I love, I love talking with people like, like you who are like, we're on the same page. We're in synergy. Yes, we, we are. We spread out energy. And you have an incredible voice. And even to that point that you just said about finding gifts that you didn't even know you had, 
that in itself, like I, you know, through my journey have discovered things that I'm like, I would never have said that was possible for me or that I could even do that. And it's things like even doing this podcast, like using my voice, that was not who I was. Right. And it's like, oh, I really like this and I'm good at it. Right. But you just don't know. Well, everyone has those gifts, your divine presence as your divine diamond becomes clearer from the old emotional stuff that's blocked it, you will be able to feel again, you'll be able to feel with not being over emotional, because when you get to that higher vibration, what happens is, you know, it's not you, but you know, it is at the same time, it's very sort of like this dichotomy. So because we always want to get away from ego. But if it's pretty much the way you can tell, is if you don't care if anyone ever sees the car you're driving, that's mm-hmm. more for blokes, I guess, well, then buy that, <laughs> you know, buy what's, do stuff for you. Make yeah. your home as zen as possible. Don't have pictures of people and family everywhere. Have pictures of divine enlightened ones everywhere. I've got Yogananda everywhere and Lahiri Mahasaya, you know, all these different saints and people because that is a consciousness that you can tap into so easily. And I know that you can tap into your higher self. It's there, omniscient wisdom, where Mm. there's something you've never known how to do and it will show you how to do it. You don't even have to go to YouTube. (laughs) Right, right, exactly, exactly. Oh, so incredible. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this conversation. And like I said, you know, pick a place to start in Michelle's work and just follow your intuition and you will be amazed at how your life will change. So thank you so much for this conversation. God bless you, Jennifer. Thank you so much. I wish you all the very best. Thank you. And for those of you listening, like I said, go check out Michelle's work and go give us a rating or a review or even better yet, pass this on to a friend or relative that you think would get something out of this conversation. So until next time. Thank you for listening to the Old Chicks No Shit podcast. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give is to share this podcast with a friend, subscribe, rate and review our podcast on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen in.